sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Judge. Swing and a miss. 95 right in his wheelhouse. And he challenged him. And Judge strikes out. One and two. Got him swinging. Jake Diekman, whose nickname is Gutted Out, has gutted out twice so far in the ninth. Judge and Stanton both strike out. Diekman to Gallo. The pitch. Got him swinging. Jake Diekman strikes out. Judge, Stanton, and Gallo. The Red Sox avoid a sweep, and they win it 4-3 on Sunday Night Baseball. picks on this Monday, April 11th morning. You're through Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fuck away. Well, let's be frank. What of the odds. Celtics win the battle but lose the war. Uh, great Scott. Man, it's not me. Uh, people don't know. Really, Tiger? Headphones? Really? Embiid's number one. Curry versus Simmons. Debo's living a pipe dream. Close but no cigar, fellow Dolphin fans. And baseball is here. We'll get to all those stories. Plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and of course opposite picks all coming up on this uh, Monday morning. Uh, ESPN and uh, CBS with the calls here. The Masters and the Red Sox win last night over the uh, Stankies as they do take uh, one of the three games. Uh, if you're going to take one, best to take the last one. I'll deal with that. We go on. Although baseball didn't do the Red Sox any favors today. Playing in New York last night and then having to fly to Detroit and play a weird 5 o'clock start time game today. I don't know why 5 o'clock, but, but they are. so. But baseball is here. Golf's here. NBA postseason is here. We'll get to it all. Plus your phone calls again, 844-843-6879. And where this morning comes that uh, Frank Vogel, Lakers head coach, will be fired uh, after three seasons. No surprise. People expected that if, in fact, this does occur. Uh, he won a title just a couple of years ago. It's amazing. Uh, you know, what have you done for me lately? L.A., to put it all into perspective, you know, we could talk for an hour about how bad the Lakers are and this and that and everything. You know, the one stat that kind of jumped out the page, L.L.'s loyal listeners, L.A. is 6-18 and 18 since the All-Star break, which is bad enough, but this really is, is it. Only Portland, Houston, and god-awful Indiana, oddly enough, the Vogel's former team, have worse records. That's how bad the Lakers have fallen. You're talking about the depths of despair. I mean, just the worst of the worst. That's where the Lakers reside. Six and 18. Man, I tell you what, I say a lot of things. I was absolutely dead on in our prediction about the Lakers and LeBron would do. We said that he didn't want to be part of this play yet. He thought it would be an embarrassment. He'd come up with an injury down the stretch. If need be, they wouldn't get in. And they had like a whopping like six-game lead. I mean, it really would have taken a lot. And I admitted that. But I said, you know what? I got a feeling it's going to happen. You know, because we were talking about the New Orleans and San Antonio. And at that point, you know, maybe one or two other god-awful teams. Portland even was in the race, believe it or not, of having to play decent ball. You know, if you got to fall down, someone's got to go up. But I said, but somehow, some way that... You know, 
know, this is going to occur. They're not going to make it. And lo and behold, they didn't make it. Man, and didn't make it by a long margin with, with uh, three games to spare. And now the head coach, poor Frank Vogel, he's going to get whacked. His fault? Who knows? You know, you win a championship. Does he get deserve praise? Who knows? Uh, you know, it comes with the territory, right? When you, when you play with LeBron, you're not going to get credit for wins, and uh, you're going to get credit for losses, though. That, that's, to, you know, the nature of a head coach to begin with, and then it's even more so when you're dealing with LeBron James. I will say this, you know, when Frank Vogel was coaching Indiana, his mantra, him, his MO, people thought this is hardcore, rough, tough guy, you know, and it's stern. He's got that stern kind of look on his face. I don't know where that all went. I don't know if that was just a, a facade. I don't know if that was just as phony as a $4 bill. But, you know, any kind of rough toughness he had was long gone when he went to the Lakers. I mean, they, they ran all over him. All these stories now coming about how no one listened to him, no one wanted to hear him. They, they tuned him out during timeouts and all this other nonsense. So, uh, well, we'll see who, who wants that job. Who wants to be Lakers head coach knowing that LeBron is there, one. Okay, that, that's not too bad, but LeBron's there, and he's going to want his son to be there in a couple of years, and he wants to play with his son and all that other garbage. Oh, that, that would be one headache that I, I would want to avoid. I, I, I really would. But the postseason is here, and uh, how about that? You know, the Celtics win the battle, they lose the war. Man, I can't believe it. I thought they would play lousy last night, but they got into the number two spot. It's a great spot, Scott, right? You get home court advantage basically throughout the postseason, except for if you face the top seed of Miami. Yeah, but that is a big but. You know who their first-round opponent more than likely will be now? The Brooklyn Nets. Nets play Cleveland in the 7-8 game at home. They figure to win that. They'll fall into the number seven seed spot, and that means they play the number two seed, Boston Celtics. You won the battle yesterday, Celtic fans, but you may have lost the war. Just getting underway, Ops Pick Sports Prevention. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Picks on this Monday morning, 844-843-6879. Again, toll free, 844-843-6879. We'll hit some phone calls here in a second. A lot to get to. NBA, a little golf, uh, a little hockey action, some football news, sad news over the weekend as well. And the baseball season is now underway. We'll give our baseball picks out for the first time. Uh, we're just finishing up first up on the, on the NBA. And we'll say, you know, FanDuel offers up some pretty good props. Today. We got the 7-8 game scenario all set. And you know how it goes, 7 plays eight uh the winner there gets the number seven seed the loser then faces the winner of the nine ten game so FanDuel offers up these props i tell you i i like this one one they have atlanta at plus 16 to get uh, plus 260 to get in now they host charlotte in the nine ten game and then they would have to beat the loser again of seven eight which is uh brooklyn versus cleveland which figures to be cleveland right so it figures to be atlanta uh, at Cleveland, you know, the Cleveland team sucks. It, it's, you know, it's go, they're going in the wrong direction. I had no problem whatsoever. After Atlanta made that nice playoff run last year, to me, they got a huge, 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 huge edge over all these teams outside of Brooklyn, obviously. 
So I really believe it's going to be Brooklyn and Atlanta. You're getting plus 280 on that. You're getting the Hawks by itself plus 260. You only get 20 cents more for the Nets, who are 35 to 1 to make it. Um, you might even just put the Atlanta in there just because, you you know, who knows? You want the Nets to screw it all up. And the other one I like is um, same type of thing out, out west. I, I think this, both seven, eight uh, teams are going to win. I, I really do. Um, out west, you got Minnesota taking on the Clippers. The winner is in. The loser would then take on the winner of New Orleans and San Antonio, and they would get that as a home court. Pelicans suck. Spurs are even worse. They're playing a little bit better basketball, but I, I can't see the Clippers or Minnesota. Maybe Minnesota. I mean, the Clippers have too many veteran players for them to lose, but I really think it's going to be the 7-8 season both. And you get that at plus 470 on FanDuel. For the Nets, Hawks, Teacups, and Clippers to all make the playoffs, in essence, the playoffs. Plus 470. I like that, and I like Brooklyn and Atlanta. I think there's a, probably a better chance that Minnesota and the Clippers lose than either Brooklyn or Atlanta. But I think ultimately, in the end, it will be. There's a reason why these teams are seven and eight versus eight and nine, uh, or nine and ten rather. Uh, and the fact that the nine ten winner would then have to go on the road uh, that that's a tough that that's a tough spot for a lousy basketball team. So at plus four seventy, I do like that. Luca last night suffered a left calf strain. God, these guys are so fragile. Left the game for the Mavs against San Antonio late in the third quarter. They say they're going to know more today. Didn't look good. Didn't look horrible. But it, it you know he was injured. That that is for sure. So you never know with these ligaments and and uh, everything else that it, you know the guy can run off the court and he's got a torn ACL. So the guy can limp off the court, barely being able to put any pressure, and, and he's fine. So you, you really don't know. But uh, a bit of a huge, huge, obviously concern for the Mavs. Uh, who are uh, taking on Utah in the first round. So the Celtics figured he had Brooklyn, as long as the Nets beat Cleveland in the playing game, which I think they will. Philadelphia plays at Toronto. That'll be an interesting one. Three teams. Think about this. You went from being a number two seed, uh, which the Celtics ended up uh, winning, to a number four seed, and you all had the same record. 51 and 31. Celtics 51 and 31. Bucks 51 and 31. 76ers 51 and 31. How about that? What are the odds of that? Uh, and because of the tiebreaker scenario, Celtics finished two, Bucks finished three, and Philadelphia finished four. So Miami will take on the number eight seed, whoever that may end up being, probably Atlanta. I tell you, you got some pretty good matchups. What what figures, you know, most logical thing to occur, Miami versus Atlanta, that's a rivalry because of the proximity. Uh, Boston versus Brooklyn, the, that, you know, with the Kyrie Irving situation, that should be terrific. That should be <clears throat> an Eastern Conference final, and it's a first-round matchup. Milwaukee, Chicago, um, you know, maybe nationally, not that's not that big a deal, but they're separated by about an hour and a half's drive. So that should be a lot of fun, even though the Bucks dominated that series for Zip. And then Philadelphia and Toronto, you know, two pretty good teams. And then you throw in the fact that the Bible for Philadelphia can't play in Toronto's three home games because of the vaccine situation. He's not vaccinated. So that all four of those, you know, bring, bring a little intrigue uh, to me. Over in the West, Phoenix with the number one seed will take on probably uh, Minnesota or the Clippers. Then Memphis will take on the other two. Golden State versus Denver. Dallas versus Utah. Eh, you know, uh, nothing, you know the, the Golden State-Denver maybe should be a lot of fun if everybody is healthy. But that's your postseason in the NBA. Odds are out, uh, as they've really been the whole time. NBA Finals. Um, Phoenix is still your favorite at plus 270. Bucks are 5-1. to one. Nets are plus 650. I don't, you know what? I think the Nets lose. I think they lose. It's amazing. That line did jump up 
they were closer to three or four to one to win it all before they realized they were playing the Celtics in the first round. Uh, their road to an NBA Finals in the Eastern Conference is not going to be easy. Funny, the Bucks and Nets are second and third choice with FanDuel. Miami, which is the number one seed, is the fifth choice. Shows that a lack of respect the Heat have, despite having the best record in the Eastern Conference. Celtics are 11 to 1. Gold State is 9 to 1, and all the way down the line. The biggest one is San Antonio at 490 to 1. <laughs> Pelicans are 370 to 1. Can you imagine that? You play the entire year, you actually make the play ins, whether it's playoffs or play ins, however they're going to describe it, and you're still almost 500 to 1. They couldn't have been 500 to 1 at the beginning of the season, right? They're bigger odds now. Than they were at the uh, beginning of the year. Now they're in the postseason. And I still think if you want to throw a little flyer on some team, I'm not as high as on, on them now as I was before because they have come back to the pack a little bit. But I still think the teacups at 65 to 1 uh, aren't, you know, is not a bad little pre- thing to play. So playoffs get underway. It starts tomorrow with the play in games and then the next day and then the next day and then the next day and then the real postseason. It uh, doesn't start till uh, Friday or Saturday. Golf, Scotty Scheffler wins uh, the Masters yesterday. I'm, I'm surprised. I am because I didn't think he would go basically wire to wire, and he did when they were writing him as the, the winning guy, guy after the second round. I was like, are you kidding me? It's a four or five-shot lead. I get that, but still, that, that's no, that, that's nothing. You can lose that in two strokes, two, or two shots, rather. Two holes. Thank you very much. Um you know, it's it's really the, the way they're anointing him as the champion. It's like, are you kidding me? You're really testing fate here. And all the old guy did it. But you know what? Uh, good for him. But let him breathe. He becomes the, you know, only the third. This is pretty interesting. Only the third golfer. With all these young guys on the course, he's only the third golfer joining Spieth and Woods to win the Masters at 25 years of age or younger in the last 40 years. He's now won four times, won the Phoenix Open on Super Bowl Sunday, won the match play, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and then now the, the Masters. Not bad. But you know what? Let him breathe. Right? Uh, what, what do you mean, Scott? Well, listen, we're all hearing about how he's the greatest thing since sliced bread and this, that, what have you. And listen, terrific. Knock yourself out. But we heard the same things about Roy McIlroy. What happened? We heard the same things about Jordan Spieth. What happened? We heard the same things about Bryson DeChambeau. What happened? We heard the same things about Brooks Kepka. What happened? We heard the same things about Patrick Reed. What happened? You know, they all plateau so early and then they kind of fade away. When's the last time any of those guys really won anything of value? You know, the, the, to a lesser extent with the Shambo and Kepka, but the McElroy and Speed and, and Reed, you know, they were going to be the new faces of the franchise. Dustin Johnson, you could throw in there as well, right? You know, but in the end, they're they're good. They're the best that's on tour, but they're not Tiger. They're not Jack Nicholas. So same thing with the Scheffler dude. Just let him, let him breathe. No, don't, don't put pressure on him that he's got to win every single major that he's in. And uh, you know, he where's John Rahm? Right, the guy hasn't won a tournament in over a year yet. He's the greatest thing in the world, ranked number one all the time yet. Hasn't won anything yet. Uh, same, same thing. Let, let these guys just win before we anoint them as the greatest things in the world. Speaking of Tiger. Uh, it tells the world he's going to play at the uh, the British Open or the Open Championship, as they're now being called. Not sure if he's going to play anywhere between now and then. Um, he faded badly. You know, it's sad when Tiger Woods' line of progress and success is now just making the cut. He was as giddy as a five-year-old in a candy store because he made the cut. It's like, really? Really? That's it now? That, that even after what's happened, that's what you're declaring as a successful weekend that you made the cut at the Masters. You embarrass yourself as far as I'm concerned. 
That, that was that was pathetic watching him limp around there and shoot seven over par, six over six over par, back to back days. Wow, that was ugly, ugly, ugly golf. All right, just getting underway. Opposite picks will go over some of our plays for tonight. That is next right here on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. Here comes the walk. Tiger Woods, CBS with the call there, heading up by the final hole. Uh, the dopey fans cheering. Uh, any, any one of those fans have any idea? You know, it's amazing. Listening to Tiger talk yesterday and on Saturday about how all the struggles he went through to get back on the golf course and no one knows what I went through and some of the guys saw pictures and stuff, but for the most part, nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, you want to know why? Nobody knows, you mope, because no one's allowed to ask any questions about why you ended up on the side of the road, you know, five feet in a ditch, uh, you know, head over heels. Yeah, if you open up a little bit about that we would all know how about that tiger you think one of the dopey announcers would take that as a cue and say well tiger why don't you tell us about how much of a struggle it was why don't you tell us how you ended up in a ditch five feet down no, of course not. All right. they, they kiss his ass like no one other. All right. I tell you, it is just amazing. And then he's got the goal to basically throw it in our face that we don't know. Yeah, duh. We don't know because no one's allowed to ask any questions. God forbid they tried before and you shut it down and said, well, in the past is in the past. So, But now you want to brag about how much of a struggle it was. What were you doing going 80 miles an hour at 7 o'clock in the morning? What were you doing crossing the lane? What were you doing with those skid marks? Well, you know, how come you ended up on the side of the road in a ditch? No, those questions can't be answered. But, oh, but the fans are all going to be enamored by all oh, the fact that Tiger Woods was able to make this great comeback. Nobody, no, not one of those idiotic announcers, like as they're praising Tiger over the last four days, ever said to themselves, boy, I wish I knew some more information about this accident. I do give him credit for being able to bounce back from an injury that I guess was severe. Who knows? But no one actually wanted to know why the injury occurred, how it occurred, nothing. No interest whatsoever. Man. For a guy who's had nothing but issues, Tiger Woods, over the last 10 years, whether it's the drugs, whether it's the car accident, whether it's the divorce, whether it's the club across the forehead, whether it's running into the mailbox, I mean, you name it, this guy has had more bad things come to him. Remarkable. Yet they still love him. Still love him. Tiger Woods, by the way, his golf clubs, they had the Tiger Slam. I don't know if you saw this story or not. Uh, sold for $5 million this weekend at the Golden Age Auctions, according to USA Today. 
You know, I'll tell you, that's not the most amazing thing about this story, to tell you the truth. Um, they're all authenticated, supposed. Although I will say the authentication reads, we could say with 100% confidence that if these clubs were used by Tiger Woods during his legendary 2000-2001 seasons. They don't necessarily guarantee that those were the clubs used to win those majors. Uh, we assume they would be the ones, but you never know. Maybe maybe Tiger takes clubs in and out all the time. It's the same club, same manufacturer, right? I mean, so, but I'll tell you, the amazing thing about it real quickly here is not that it sold for five $5 million. Uh, I don't know how many clubs there were, about 10 clubs, I think it was. It said somewhere in there. But the fact that the guy who sold it, some guy named uh, Todd Brock, bought the clubs in 2010 for $57,000. And I'm not even, like, enamored by the fact that this guy, you know, tenfolded his money. Not hundredfolded his money. What am I saying? Um, I'm more amazed that these clubs only sold for $57,000 back in 2010. I mean, it's Tiger Woods. It's the clubs he used without a shadow of a doubt, supposedly. Um, you know, but for investment purposes, you can't have anything more than manufacturer saying, yep, these are his Tiger's clubs. I don't know how the manufacturer got these clubs, but, uh, or how they gave to a regular auction that Todd Brock in, back in 2010 won, but these are the clubs. So you're telling me Tiger Woods clubs that he used to win the four straight majors only sold for $57,000 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I mean, I, you know, if you told me what's more likely to have occurred, Tiger Woods Golf Club selling for over $5 million in 2022 or $57,000 in 2010. I tell you, all right, I understand the $5 million. That's how sports memorabilia is. $57,000. You and I could have bought these clubs. You and I, I mean, realistically, right? You and I could have bought Tiger Woods Golf Clubs for $57,000 in 2010. That's got to be a mistake. That There's got to be a zero missing there. No, there's no way a Tiger Woods set of golf clubs would only, and the ones he used, no doubt, to win these four tournaments only sold for 57000 That That's just, I, I can't believe that. I, I really can't. 844-843-6879. But the guy's a rich man. How about that? All right, to the phones we go. We got our pyramid plays, our opposite picks. Uh, we got some baseball plays. I generally let the baseball season breathe, and you really should. In all honesty, you should you should wait a month, a solid month, before you start putting some hard-earned shekels on these games. But eh, who can wait that long? You know, uh, we might as well put a couple. And I do have a good system. It worked to perfection last year. We'll do it again this year. We pick a bunch of underdogs, and I bet series. I don't bet pitchers. Losers bet pitching matchups because these guys only pitch for five innings. Uh, I bet series. So, and we did very well with it last year. We'll do it again this year, and we'll start it today. But first up, a few phone calls. Uh, John in Manhattan uh, starts us off on this uh, Monday morning. What's going on, John? How are you today? Hey, good morning, Scott. How are you? Good, man. How are you, John? Good. Uh, I'm coming for uh, Commissioner Adam Silver this morning, Scott. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, he gave a press conference where he said that the NBA will continue to do business in China, and he whined and said, well, why is the NBA being picked on and no no other corporations being looked at for doing business in China, which is not true, by the way. Then about a, a week ago, he gave a press conference where he talked about NBA fans going to the games and the stars aren't playing. And he, uh, he what he said uh, in that press conference was he, he said, I, I'm not saying I have a great solution, and when in fact he didn't have any solution whatsoever. So you know he's on 
on my uh, he's on my naughty list, if you will. And then this morning, or maybe over the weekend, he releases a statement uh, because it's the 75th anniversary of the NBA. And I'm like, okay, well maybe he's coming up with something to talk about the million uh, Muslims that are imprisoned in China, or talking about maybe giving fans a little bit of a rebate when they pay for tickets. Well, well let me see the statement. So he puts out this long, long statement, and he actually has the audacity to say, our bedrock principle that sports have the power to change the world remains unchanged. We'll continue to give back to communities <laughs> and bring awareness to critically important societal issues. Oh, that's nice, Commissioner Silver, but not with China. So, if you know, there's, I'm going to paraphrase this, but there's that, that funny expression where it's, it, it's uh, better to be thought of uh, an idiot than to open your mouth and remove all doubt, which is maybe <laughs> what you're thinking I'm yeah. doing in this phone call, Scott. But, uh, you know, Commissioner Silver, if you have nothing, if you're not going to solve it, then, then don't release a, some essay. I'll hang up and listen to you, Scott. Thank you. Uh, that, that's funny. Yeah, that that is. Yeah. And why I don't know why he released that statement. What he was talking about, just as something in general or uh, something specific. But yeah, he's a bozo. I, mean, I have no axe to grind with him as far as uh, not that I have axe to grind with anybody. I mean, I just take him for for who they are. And uh, his, his stature to me declined. I told you this many times. He still he still to this day is not publicly talked about uh, poor Kobe Bryant's death. I I was waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the commissioner of the NBA to hold a press conference. Uh, it, it never did. Never did. Never did. And now all this goofy stuff, you know, last week saying that, uh, yeah, the NBA has an issue because star players aren't playing as much as they should. It's like, duh. You know, I mean, we've been dealing with this for three years. Where where, where you been? Now all of a sudden you're talking about this stuff? Uh, and, and then with the, you know, the, the China stuff. Yeah, he's really strange dude. Strange dude. Um like no other. Listen, Baseball Association, the Players Association, is a strong union. No two ways about it. But I'll tell you what, it's not like how the NBA players just run the ramp. They they run it. They they really run the NBA more than any other league by far. So um, unbelievable what, uh, what what's going on in the NBA. I tell you, my solution is you got to get these owners to pay these players per game. That might be you know you could lower. The amount of games people talked about that, suggesting go from 82 to 72, the players realistically would never do that. They would they would never do that because uh, that means they would have to take less money. Uh, and I don't think it's really necessarily about that. Anyway, I think it's now more a prestige thing, like, ooh, I'm, I'm so cool, I'm so great. Um, but you make it where you pay if you get play, if, if you play. Or you get paid if you play. Simple as that. You, you play 50 games, then we're going to divide your salary by uh, 50, one, one, one percentage, uh, 182 times 50. That, that's good. You don't play, you don't get paid. That that's maybe would stop it. Dennis in Pennsylvania. Dennis, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks, bud. Scotty, how are you doing today? I, uh, I'll rattle off my three things. I'll let you comment on them. Uh, first on the player right. props, I've been uh, – can you got me, Scotty? Yep, yep, got you. Okay, okay good. First, uh, three things. Now, first one is on the player props on the shots on goal. Um, I'm noticing it, it takes them a while to get those posted compared to everything else. Just wanted to see if that happens to you as well. I think they're on to you. I think they're listening to opposite picks because Chakuk, Chakuk, uh, Kachuk and Connor both now all of a sudden are 
3.5 or above on shots on goal, where they were running you know, about You know, Dennis, do me a favor, Dennis. Dennis, hold, hold on, Dennis. Let me get back to you. If I get to take a break, let me get back to your phone call right after this, right after the opposite pitch. So hold on the line, Dennis. Opposite pitch coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. what time it is time to take out those padded pencils get set for the fastest but more importantly most profitable five minutes in radio opposite picks what are opposite picks your newbies ask well we give you seven games seven thousand reasons why we like one side one team and then we go opposite why because despite all the stats trends hunches injury reports weather reports and uh, everything else nobody but nobody beats the boys in vegas here we go we start the week 94 up and 106 down. We've got to start with a little hockey action. We only got one. It's a weird day of slate of games tonight. No NBA with the postseason. Only one hockey game. Montreal uh, versus Winnipeg. You know what? The Jets are playing their third uh, game in four nights. That's always a recipe for disaster. Canadians suck, but they don't suck suck anymore. Ever since they fought their head coach about a two months, uh, month and a half, two months ago, uh, they've actually played about 500, a little bit less hockey, which isn't too bad. I think they're live dogs. Anytime you put two Canadians teams together it's always a balancing of the schedule so i i love montreal here you get to get odds uh plus 130 140 or so versus winnipeg which again is playing their third game in four nights love the canadians uh give me the jets uh minus the 160 pick number two gonna go to baseball kansas city pick them versus cleveland you know the indian guardian shot their load yesterday when they get 19 runs love 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 going against teams that score that many runs the next time out why they just they're gassed they got nothing left in the tank really it's, it's an oddity you don't see back-to-back monster games like that i'm telling you way 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 more times than not the team that scores 15 or more runs one day loses the next it's amazing i love kansas city at home here uh give me the guardians uh pick them Pick number three, Milwaukee laying uh, minus 160 at Baltimore. Good news, bad news for Orioles fans. Good news is the Orioles are picking up just where they left off last year. The bad news is uh, they were awful last year, and they're going to be awful again this year, and they're more than likely going to be awful again next year. I mean, they are just atrocious. You got one of the better teams in the National League in Milwaukee. You do have the bottom of the rotation, but that's okay because Baltimore's at the bottom of the bottom. So I love the Brewers here laying only minus 160. Uh, Give me Baltimore plus uh, the 140. Pick number four, uh, Detroit even against Boston, our beloved Red Sox. Tough spot for Boston here. Red Sox played late last night. They beat the Stankies. Now they have to hop on a plane, get out of the hotel, fly to Detroit, uh, and they play a strange 5 o'clock in the evening uh, game. I'm not sure exactly why it's 5 o'clock today, but it is. So you got the short week. I don't know who uh, okayed this schedule, but you don't play the late game Sunday night and then play a pseudo day game the next day on the road. So I uh, love the Red Sox in this series, but not today. Love, 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 love Detroit uh, in this setup. Yeah, give me the Red Sox at uh, minus 120. 
Pick number five, St. Louis laying a run and a half versus Pittsburgh. Pirates could very well be the worst team in baseball. Uh, them and Baltimore, right? They're playing without their best player as well, who got hurt this past weekend in St. Louis. They finish up a four-game series. They actually won yesterday. The chances of this pathetic biggest waste of human flesh in baseball uniforms east of the Mississippi winning two in a row in St. Louis? No way. Love the Cardinals to respond after yesterday's loss. Uh, give me uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, lay of the run and a half. Pick number six, uh, baseball as well. The Atlanta Braves versus the Washington Nationals. Braves uh, minus 180. Uh, and we'll lay the 180 versus the run and a half. Nationals are going to win as many games this year as the Wizards. Or even worse, uh, the Redskin Potatoes Commanders. Uh, Washington sports is going through a tough draft. Thank goodness for the Capitals. Atlanta rolls in this series. I think they win all three games starting today. Uh, give me a Washington uh, plus the 160. Final pick, Angels laid 145 versus Miami. I don't know what all this love is for the Miami Marlins. I really, they, did they lose 95 games last year? You know, aren't they the cheapskate Marlins? Didn't they get rid of basically Derek Jeter? I mean, what, what am I missing here? Uh, they're only a minus 145 road dog at the Angels, who are supposed to be halfway decent this year. They were only small, small underdogs to San Francisco this weekend as well, and now they're only small dogs against the Angels? I don't get it. You know what? It's a, it's a gift for the boys in Vegas. Love the Angels here at home. Laying only minus 145. Uh, give me the Marlins. Uh, plus the 125. Opposite picks for this uh, Monday. We'll take the Winnipeg Jets versus Montreal, despite the Jets playing three and four nights. We'll take the Guardians versus Kansas City, uh, despite scoring 19 runs and due for a comeback letdown today. We'll take the Orioles, the god-awful Orioles versus Milwaukee. We'll take the Red Sox in that tough travel spot against Detroit. We're going to grab the Pirates, who won yesterday, plus one and a half runs versus St. Louis. We're going to grab the Nationals, uh, who uh, managed just one win out of four at home against the Mets this weekend. And we'll take the Marlins, plus only 125. Good gravy uh, at the LA Angels. Opposite picks for this Monday, April 11th. Good luck, folks. And we will, again, as always, post those on the website, oppositepicks.com, in case you missed it. All right, uh, 844-843-6879. Uh, we got a bunch of things still to do, but let me go back to the phones. A couple of guys have been holding on, including Dennis, who I uh, abruptly cut off there. Sorry about that, Dennis. Uh, welcome back. You can start from That's the top okay. with your shots on goal comment. You're Okay, Scotty, I've noticed that uh, they must be on to you because all of a sudden uh, uh, Chukuk and uh, Connor are now three, three and a half. They used to be two and a half when I yeah. looked at first. But what, I, what I've noticed, though, is you notice they delay the player props. I don't know if that's by design or you see the same thing. Uh, secondly, on the golf tournament, uh, I just took a flyer on Thomas Johnson and Scheffler. I got it. I really? on uh, Thursday. Wow, nice. Yeah, and it, yeah, you know what I did? I did okay with Scheffler. Um, luckier than crap, believe me, because I know nothing about golf except I can't stand Tiger Woods. Other than that, and boy, he looked to be walking pretty good, Scott, for a guy that was almost, you know, in that car wreck. So I don't know if the roids kicked in right at the right time, and you know, he looked like Alex <laughs> Rodriguez with a golf club. My boy. And then lastly, you kind of talked. <laughs> It, but I was wondering if you were going to talk a little bit about the baseball trends and what you see. Thanks a lot, Scotty. I'll hang up and listen. 
You got it, Dennis. Yep, I do appreciate that. And uh, yes, you are right about the shots on goal. Um, they have been posting those later and later uh, for some reason. I, I don't know what it would be. Um, you know, if they have the regular lines on the game, I don't know why they put these props up so much later than they do the regular lines. I mean, if a guy ends up not playing, uh, well, then you just pull the bet down. No no big deal. Um, I, I guess they just think that maybe only a few people bet it. So they don't want to put themselves in a position where they can really get blindsided by one guy betting something big. I, I mean, I don't know. I, it really is uh, weird that how they post those things so late, much more later than uh, than normal. And yes, they have gotten wiser. They absolutely have gotten wiser this year compared to last year. The only guy that they haven't was uh, our, our guy Vetchkin. You know, every every game or every day there is seemingly one guy that the number should be higher. And for whatever reason, they've been posting Ovechkin numbers. He went one and one. I knew he would cover yesterday. I knew he would because, uh, well, I'll tell you in the podcast why. But I knew he would. And sure enough, he got six yesterday. His number, he averages over four and a half, or four and a half, and they've been posting him at three and a half. So they've been giving you a gift with Ovechkin numbers. But a lot of the others, Dennis, yeah. Now, all these guys were two and a halves, averaging three and a halves last year. They'd post a number at two and a half, little juice, but still it was well worth it. And now this year they've gotten wiser and posted a lot of these guys at three and a half. So uh, you got to shop around a little bit and you got to be uh, wise to who to play and who not to play. Scheffler, you know, the thing about Scheffler is, is very easy. Uh, you could say like, wow, that was easy. The guy's been red hot. He's number one golfer in the world. Of course he's going to win. Like, I mean, it wasn't that crazy of a notion, right? Problem with golf is, and this is why I don't bet golf, you could say that about 30 guys. You know, you could say, oh, let's just say it was uh, McElroy. Oh, yeah, you knew it was going to be McElroy. He's going for the career grand slam, blah, 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 blah. You know, it was going to be Dustin Johnson. Oh, yeah, you knew it was going to be DJ. He hits the ball a ton. You got to be a long hitter. He's playing good golf. You know, there's always reasons why when you look back why a golfer should have won and why you should have had him. But like I said, again, in golf, you could do that with literally 20 to 30 guys. So in the end, oh, yeah, that was an easy pick. But in reality, you know, the fact that you chose him, uh, good job. Good job by you. And then the baseball stuff, yes, uh, we will definitely get to that here in, in a couple seconds. Let me just throw a couple more things at you. Uh, first up, the golf. Remember, we had the 20 guys fail to make the cut. Um, one of our podcast guys emailed me, and it's true. We, we got lucky in that uh, it was only minus two units. We had four guys not make the cut. Uzdazen at plus 330, who quit like a little loser um, for whatever reason after the first round, but we'll cash in. Thank you very much. Uh, Kepka at plus 340, uh, Schofle at plus 4 to 1, and Spieth at plus 310. So we had 16 losers, four winners. When you add up the, the juice that we got with the four winners, it ended up being minus 600 if you're a $100 player. Uh, plus uh, 1380, so you lost 220 bucks. So you lost two units. So it, it, not bad, you know, for uh, two days worth of entertainment. Okay. And in reality, it probably wasn't a smart bet with the Masters because as it was pointed out, there's only 91 golfers, which is normally okay, but 14 of those this year, I don't know how many amateurs are normally in the Masters. I don't think 14. I don't think it's usually that high, but there were 14. So there's 14 guys that probably were not going to make the cut. You know, maybe a couple would. Uh, then you throw in all the former champs. You got a good 10 or so that you know that the Gary players of the world, the guys, they're not making a cut. They're just out there, to, you know, former champ, whatever. So you have legitimately a solid 20 to 25 guys out of the 90 that just don't have any chance in the world of making a cut. 
So then you throw in the fact that 50-plus ties do make the cut. You know, then that so say there's, a, I don't know, five or six people, so about 55 guys are going to end up be playing on weekend. You take out the 25 that have no chance of making a cut anyway, and you're, you're, you're left with literally like a difference of 10 or 15 guys. So we were lucky to uh, survive, to tell you the truth. So ne- next time we'll do it with the, um, you know, the U.S. Open and the, uh, the PGA Championship and the British Open, but the Masters is not a good one to do this system uh, just because there's so few golfers and there's so many that you know heading in and just, they're not making a cut. So, but uh, we ended up uh, missing out on two units uh, on that one. So just like to clear up a little business. Our, our uh, baseball plays, this is what I like to do. Especially at the beginning of the uh, <clears throat> beginning of the season, who knows what these teams are like, right? I mean, you, you don't know. We, we got to let these teams breathe out. But I do like betting series, not pitching matchups. You can bet pitching matchups, but the, the starting pitcher you're putting your shekels on is usually lifted after the fifth or sixth inning because of pitch count stuff. It, it's it's aggravating, right? And how many times have you had a lead the seventh eighth inning and you end up losing it, even though your starting pitcher pitched great? So I look for dogs in series. The four that we're going to play this week to start the week, Colorado plus 115 at Texas tonight. Mets are getting plus 130 at Philadelphia. I'll take that. Toronto's plus 105 against the Stankies, and San Diego's plus 125 against San Fran. We're going to play all four of those teams uh, for this series. And if it's uh, you know normally a three-game series, the idea, the goal, you know, is to, to get one win out of the first two, and that means you won money. All right, then, then you can decide if you want to play them again for the third game. But in reality, as long as you win one of the two, you're winning money as underdogs. That's what we've done. We did that last year. We, we made about 1000 bucks last year. So that's the goal this year. Colorado Mets, Toronto, San Diego. We'll start with that. All the other plays coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, a couple stories here. We didn't have time to dump too much time into uh, in our pyramid plays. <clears throat> Joel Embiid wins the NBA scoring title. Will he win the MVP? That's still to be determined. Steph Curry, Ben Simmons. Curry with a leg injury. Not sure if he's going to be able to play game one of the playoffs for for uh, Golden State, which is a week from now. Um, but Steve Curry, the head coach, says uh, he's not sure. But then he also says he hasn't talked to the trainer in days about Curry. Well, what are you telling us you're not sure about that if you don't even know that he may be? He, who knows? He may be ready by tomorrow then if you don't know. Uh, pain-free progress for uh, Brooklyn's Ben Simmons is back. Um, still no word on whether he's ever going to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Gordon Hayward will not play in the play-in tournament game for Charlotte uh, with his ongoing foot injury. Debo Samuel asking for more money than any other player in NFL history outside of a wide receiver. You know what, Debo? Uh, there's the door. Don't let it hit you in the ass. Uh, no way, no how would I ever, ever uh, give him that kind of money. Boston Globe the weekend. Did you see this about the, the Tom Brady stuff? Now, this has all been speculated before, but when you see the print, it's that much more impressive where supposedly the, the, the he was going to retire, join the Dolphins front office, and then ask for a trade from Tampa Bay to come out of retirement and play for the Dolphins. He's got ties with Stephen Ross, and a buddy of his is one of the minority owners as well. Uh, but then it all kind of fell apart with the Brian Flores lawsuit. They were going to bring Sean Payton out of retirement also. Oh, we came so close, apparently.
Miami Dolphin fans. So, so close, but no cigar. Our prop plays, there's no NBA. There's only the one hockey game. You know, I do like Montreal. Uh, there's really no hockey shots on goal. I would go Kyle Connor, but that FanDuel's got him at uh, four and a half, and I'm not going four and a half. And the other two guys we consider are three and a half. So I don't want to do that either. So no hockey props. Baseball best play, probably over nine stankies in, uh, in Toronto Blue Jays. You can't go wrong in betting it over in a Toronto Blue Jay game. Our open parlay will take the Atlanta Braves. We lost with the Ovechkin on Saturday to kill uh, the fifth leg of our six-teamer. Braves open parlay. That's the way to go. Our underdog parlay will take the Mets plus 130 versus Philadelphia. Good luck, folks. Pro Football Full Circle is coming up next. We'll talk to you tomorrow.